let's get ready to rumble. That's the one. That's, that's not as good as the one that I can. Gotta have the deep ones. Let's get ready to rumble. Ladies and gentlemen. Does it say boys and girls or no? In the right-hand corner, the economist with a cock on his shirt. <laughs> In the left-hand corner, the accountant with a bear on his shirt. Uh, I, this is real deal overtime, folks. Are we live? We're live. Cheers. What are we drinking? Yeah. Well, if you've been playing along at home, we've worked through the uh, fridge beverages from Professional Brewing, and now... So, okay, This well, is actually double overtime. Double over... Well, yeah. it's playoffs. Right? I mean, like, it's... Yeah. yeah. It's nothing like a good free free overtime, right? Yep. Now, question for you, economist, because you've been here around for our whole brewing journey. Right. We've served you some average or below par beers. Yep. Uh, not whether you... Okay, what are your thoughts? Well, nothing you've served me is as bad as that one from, uh, do you know the one I'm talking about? I think I do. I'm trying to remember the name of it, too, where we were all like, what is this? Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. A, a black beer or something. Black, it was a black ISA, wasn't it? The one yeah, the yeah. The, do you remember? I, oh, the really crappy beer we had? Yeah, I do yeah. have a dark beer in the cupboard that we can pull out. Uh, from you, is it the, the you poison burned? one that we killed people with? Well, that was the one, remember, I had to name it Tummy Troubles? <laughs> I believe we named it Diarrhea Beer. <laughs> oh, that's not, that doesn't have a nice ring to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware, but it's accurate. <laughs> you cannot market that, but you can market Tummy Troubles. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Nobody would buy that. <laughs> well, they would because it would be a challenge. Have we announced yeah. that we're on episode three yet? Double overtime, but double overtime. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> God, I was I was asking the economist because he's he's our only unbiased. Well, I don't know if that's true. That's false. But <laughs> beer taster from who's willing enough to try our homebrew. I didn't taste so tummy I, troubles. I, if somebody out there has made it through three episodes of this and In is still sitting? listening, can you please let us know if you'll come drink our beer? As an unbiased taster. Oh, an <laughs> invitation. A yeah. tasting invitation. Yeah, tasting invitation to the garage. Well, if we had technological advancements that we were able we to don't. ship beer, we would. But well, that would be a lot. You know, you know, then you'd be a brewery. Yeah, you know what the funnest, legally you can answer that. You know what the funnest <laughs> COVID project was? Was the beer tube. The beer tube was fun. The FI yeah. Garage beer tube was fantastic. Wait, brewing wasn't the funnest COVID project? That was a COVID project. Legit. Legit, it was, but you know, shout out where credits due. Kristen from Winnipeg started the beer tube, right? And it was fun legally transferring beers to other. Was that legal? You know what we should do? We should just all hop in the camper and we should just go visit all of the people we've met across Canada, right? Yeah, but you'd have to take a year off. I can take the summer off. No, you can't take anything off. Why not? You've never taken more than two weeks off. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. You want to take the summer off and go across the country? I'm in. I mean, my wife will hate me because she's pregnant <laughs> and I have to stay here. Do you want to run and buy her first? I should run probably, yeah. but that's fine. <laughs> Anybody need an orange spritz? Yeah, here. <laughs> Not up the nose, I don't. <laughs> Nobody's going to know what that means if they didn't listen to episode two. <laughs> or overtime. How, like, how immediately are we dropping all of these? Oh, it's going to be a batch drop. Like nice. day, day, day? 
boom, like boom, one, boom. One, yeah, okay. There are yeah. some people that spend a lot of time in vehicles. Yeah. And they're going to be either bored to tears or amused as shit. <laughs> I hope they're amused as shit. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, that's the only reason we're here, right? Yeah. That, nobody's just learning Entertainment anything. purposes only, buddy. <laughs> you know, back in the day when we were first recording, I was always super excited when we had an episode and I'd done the editing. Yeah. And I'd make the uh, Money Mechanics partner my wife listened to the episode while I was like, let's have a beer and listen to the podcast. And she's like, no, 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 let's not, no, do, let's that. not do that. They remove the needles from my eyes, please. I, uh, I, I was always so excited. I would drink along with me. I got into the car. I'm not kidding you last week into my father-in-law's car and he sat on his phone and it started playing our podcast and i was like you listen to our podcast (laughs) what's going on no way yeah that's awesome yeah it's been a fun journey and i won't disagree are are you the way you're talking it sounds like this is the our last (laughs) recording no it's never (laughs) no we're gonna keep recording no no well this is what we said right this is what we said when we were you were slowing down earlier in the year We do this because we enjoy doing it. I love right. sitting with you guys and bantering about this stuff, right? Yeah. And we've we're just, having some we've added microphones to our general Friday. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the overtime where we're going to not try and talk about anything. Mm. We're going to pretend we just turned them off. Really? Right? Okay. So uh, before I got here tonight, yeah. uh, the wife and I went for dinner. Right. Oh, you went out for dinner? Whew. Yeah, we went out for Rich dinner. Rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> not if you drink water. It was yeah. so good. We didn't drink water. Well, I didn't drink water. She obviously drank water. Um, So we're like, okay, we go to this Thai restaurant in town that's freaking awesome. Have you guys been to Nora? Anyway, if you're in Victoria, anybody listening, go to Nora Thai in Estevan Village. It's the best place in town. It's so good. And so we're just like- Sit down? Sit down. Yeah. I mean, you can get takeaway, but like- Sit down? Sit down is the the What's the expert play on the menu? The expert play on the menu is that the chef is legitimately Thai and like she brings in all her spices from Thailand and like Penn does such a good job. It's so good. Like the food is just, I can't gosh enough about how good the food you is. So we had the crispy lemon chicken, yep. green Thai yep. and pad Thai Okay, and outrageous amounts of food. And we're like, oh, we're going to order three so we have leftovers. And then we just dummied all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been eating for two for a long time. I mean, I've been eating for two is- my entire life, and now Court's <laughs> eating for two. So, yeah. It happens. Perfect. Nice. Well, there's a shout-out. So good. Were you going somewhere? With no, that? I was just saying, I was just genuinely, I'm always so pumped up on how good the food is that I just yeah. wanted to. So, um... Went to uh, the Empress the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to have a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. And do they still have the Bengal Lounge? No, unfortunately. Okay. Or else. the Bengal got stolen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Along with a bunch of sailboats in Cabro Bay, apparently. Did you hear that? What? Oh, yeah. I really? kind of heard about that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, Empress. Uh, so went for a cocktail and looked at the menu. They have you know the eighty-five dollar Manhattan or whatever, which is fine. But what do they do it? No, it has a special whiskey in it. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not smoked. It's not no. special. But yeah. then on the next page, there's a $399 uh, sidecar. Oh, yeah. What's I, in the sidecar? I don't know. Sorry, Jordan, for not knowing this. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, we don't know. I don't know either. Jordan but, Masses. But it like, comes with, you don't know what's in the sidecar. <laughs> comes oh, with an Eiffel Tower spoon. 
Did you keep it? No, because I saw a guy order it, and then they took it back. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm paying four hundred dollars for that drink. I'm keeping the freaking Eiffel Tower that's, for sure. That's what I thought too. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Are and you then, kidding me? And then they had an eight hundred eighty eight dollar shot. I mean, not a shot, but a right eight hundred eighty eight dollars. Yeah. Okay, so obviously it's the super rare booze. Yeah. That's in it. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. So, do you do that for an experience? Is that something you, that's like, what I was going to ask? Like, at what point does it go from being a fancy night out to yeah. stupid? That's the point right there. When you're spending four hundred dollars for a drink, you don't think it's eighty five? I kind of think it's eighty five. Well, oh, sorry, yeah, no, eighty five is probably also correct. Mm-hmm. I will say that the toasted Manhattan or the smoked, smoked Manhattan we had at Bar Chef in Which Toronto, was what, 60, fifty bucks, 50, 50, well, yeah. sixty, was the best drink I've ever had. So do you think it's up to a hundred? Oh, okay, but let's hold on. Let's okay. You think mm-hmm. upon that, but let's put it in another way for listeners that can't see what this is. Is we didn't just get served a glass as a drink. He's pumping Bar Chef again. No, no, I wasn't even going to say the name. <laughs> it was the experience of having the drink with like the big. Glass top, smoke inside of it, taking it off. It's a production. They make it into an experience right. yeah. that was worth paying for. If they walk but, out and hand me a $400 drink, there's not much of an experience there. Just bragging rights for I can waste money. Well, two things. Okay. One, that was my point. When, like, what is worth it for an experience? Like, where's the cutoff from experience? And also, the $400 cocktail, Eiffel Tower Spoon. Keep the spoon. No, but you get it's like this tall. Is the drink that tall? The spoon is. Upside down? I have a trouble picturing an Eiffel Tower spoon. It's an Eiffel Tower that has a, like a... Upside down Eiffel Tower? No, full right side up. And I think you pick In it up. In the middle is a spoon? Yeah. Like sticking out the edge. The bottom. The base. Okay. What's the point of the Eiffel Tower spoon? What's the point of the... The big glass because thing to keep because the smoke in. no because okay. that's how the yeah. smoke gets in the drink and the there. There's yeah. actual cedar. But I'm saying, explain the spoon again. It's an Eiffel Tower. Everybody can see you order the drink. So yeah, that's you're just like, for show. I'm an idiot. <laughs> exactly. How much does the boot cost if you went and bought it? The booze. Booze. I have no idea. Okay. So, on that vein, uh, I don't know if we've talked I think about it's in that vein. In that, you know, that is correct. It is in that vein. <laughs> Depends uh, if you're the mosquito or the blood. <laughs> so true. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the show how I went to Antarctica over Christmas or not. But Many times. Anyway. Okay. We're all so happy for you. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, <clears throat> didn't even swim in the ocean. Didn't even swim in the ocean. Uh, but so we went to that, like this unreal Argentinian steakhouse. And so this is going to be my question for you guys. Like we went out for the best steak dinner I've ever had and a couple bottles of wine by far. And the bill comes and it's like $40 Canadian. Like it's criminally, like- criminally cheap to the point where I literally doubled the bill as the tip for the waiter. Cause I was like, this is, you guys deserve all of my money. This is the best meal I've ever had. Sounds like life. Estonia. Exactly. Like Estonia. At what point does a price become, it doesn't matter how good it is. I can't enjoy this because of how expensive it is. Right. You know, like, was part of that the fact that I got one of the best meals I've ever had for cheap? Or was it just one of the best meals I've ever had and that was an added bonus? Who can tell? Who can tell? And at what point also would you go spend a bunch of money and be like, it doesn't matter how good it is. This just hurt me to spend that much money on this thing. There's definitely a point. 
I've rarely found that paying an absorb, absorb overtime absorbent <laughs> sum, a lot of money, sum, a lot of money, has made something better. Usually, like great experiences, great value, great things, aren't because you are like it's the most expensive. I'm going to pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? They kind of just happen. There's you know, they just have to happen. That meal that you talked about in Argentina. If you'd paid $400 from that, would you tell the same story? Well, and that's the interesting question. Because you would have paid $400 for it. Uh, 100% I would have. Like That's what you'd pay in New York or anywhere, yeah. right? Well, and then... And you wouldn't have been upset about that because it was super high quality. Because it was super yeah. high quality and super good. Right. So that's like, where do you balance that like quality value factor, right? And that's the same, like, my wife and I go up to the Wiccan Inishin in Tofino every year for our anniversary. Yeah. And that's where we have our anniversary dinner. Yeah. And that normally comes out at about 400 bucks. Yeah. Between a bottle of wine and dinner, like it's expensive, yeah. whatever. That's fine. That's what, what we do. And I've also never regretted that dinner. Do you think people Because are- it's freaking delicious and the service is fantastic. Yeah. Do you think, okay, maybe this is going off what our topic is about. Nah, that's the question. Paying for value. We're in triple overtime. It doesn't matter what the right. topic is. Do you think is. people having trouble paying what things are worth in today's dollar value when you go out? Like, okay, I don't go and eat out a lot. Many times when I do, I'm on a company budget anyway, so I don't really think about it. I mean, I always think about it, but now when I go out and I look at them and go, you know, it's mid thirties, thirties, thirty five dollars. You know, for most, well, thirty to forty dollars for most entrees. At yeah, at a decent restaurant. You know, yeah, like not pub food. Yeah, I mean pub food. Well, pub food, you're twenty to thirty five type. Yeah, thing, yeah, right. I don't feel I get that value out of the meal, but I recognize that the cost of serving me that meal justifies its price. Mm. Right. So. I have a hard time in the sense of like, you know, I get it. I have to do the work. I have to buy the groceries. We can make good food at home. If I'm going out on a social occasion where I get to be with, you know, whether it's date night with a spouse or going out with friends, then there's that cost of purchasing those goods. But I'm not a foodie person. So to just go out and look at something and go, I don't get $40 you, worth of value out of a plate of food. You might not be a foodie, but if something's fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm with you. I'm just saying right. it's like... But I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this ties in, but like I also 100% would rather go out for one $120 meal yeah. that is fantastic yeah. than three very average $40 totally. meals well, it doesn't, that are not. The price doesn't matter. No, the if price doesn't... If I'm paying for it, I want it to be good. You want it to be better than you can do in a... In a regular amount of time, nailed at home. it. Yes, absolutely. Right? If yeah. you're paying for it, yeah. Um, this is the food show, by the way. Apparently, because uh, <laughs> love food. I went to a pub, and is it a girl's name? <laughs> no, it's not a girl's name. But uh, do you think they'll hear me peek? I don't know. We'll have to ask. So, listener question: If you can hear the money mechanic pee. <laughs> Send us I'm a note. I'm not sure we can. I, yeah, I, I don't think so either. No. Uh, I lied. Oh, we, we can. can. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, point is, went out for a meal. Yeah. 
at a pub and got like comes with the side of fries. Yeah. And I wanted onion rings instead. So fair. Right? Yeah. I've never in my life checked out the price of the substitution. Right. Of course. Right? Why would you? Yeah. So get the bill plus five ninety five for onion rings. Five so six dollars. Yeah. For the sub onion ring. Right, instead of French fries or a salad. What does it rhyme with? <laughs> the pub? Yeah. Uh, Chucky's. Chucky's. Oh, so it is a woman's name. No, it's Bucky's. All right. It's in Langford. I'm not smart enough to figure this out. What's that tell you? We got to open up a food truck that serves onion rings because, like, how much does an onion cost? Onion rings are so good. They're so easy to make. Just don't get the A&W ones. Okay, so here's here's another, like, weird one that I'm just going to throw out there because it's the random show after three episodes. Uh, (laughs) At what point, like, I also... It's a lot more than three beers, (laughs) let's be honest. (laughs) I'm really excited to have a kid... So that I can go back to the ballpark, not as the creepy childless dude, but as the dude who can go order ballpark food again. Because we have some ballparks with amazing food in town. Guess what I had Thursday. I'm going to be so mad when you admit this. Do you know what it is? It's going to be delicious. Do you know what it is? Was it taco in a bag? It was taco Ah! in a bag. (laughs) $7 dinner. It's so good. Who can get dinner for seven dollars? No one, right? Oh, I miss ballpark food. Okay, <laughs> moving right along. Yeah, we're, has, yeah, he, we're we're he, way he, off screen. He's now. not a foodie. No, <laughs> I I eat because I have to. I appreciate good food, but most of the time I eat because I have to. Okay. So what's next, mechanic? <sighs> Apparently, you don't eat this week. I know it's been rough. They, well, okay. So weeks like this, it's fantastic when you meal. Well, meal prep. So thank you to my spouse who has high quality food in the freezer that comes out and gets warmed up. Chili goes a long way. A little chili goes a long way is what you meant to say. Yeah, we've got the perfect little containers. There's right. like yeah. serving size. Continue. What were we Get talking about? Get to the point. Yeah. God. What did we talk about? You I, were about to talk about something, and well, then you I, randomly digressed into chili. Well, I was just getting my little bit of food foodiness onto the table there. We yeah. didn't want your food on the table. I, know, I just <laughs> want some beer. I'm sick and tired of you guys. Get out of my house. <laughs> Can't take you. Anywhere. So no point here. Maybe this episode's I, not airing. No, I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just stuck. <laughs> we broke the mechanic. Yeah. We broke him. Well, he's tired. I, he had a long uh, week at work. It was a long week. It's it's difficult to be myself and the mechanic at the same time right now. Just, just, just so this, is over, this is overtime. We're not supposed to be like scripting the show. We We're not never scripting scripted the show. The sh- See, your problem. You, you that guys is never, always your problem. You, We've always just been ourselves. I know. You're some clown hosting. <laughs> but you never both look at me expecting me to we say something. We always look, both look at you expecting <laughs> you to say something. That's not new. <laughs> Especially when you start to say something and say, I'm going to change the topic. Yeah, and, and then, then start rambling off on about some chili. other arbitrary thing about chili. Well, it's because I already ranted to you about a bunch of stuff. 
You rant to us about stuff all the time. How I does know. that change anything? I don't know. How are your trees doing? The ones I have to prune all the time? No. No, no. no your tree investment. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot so I asked it. Uh, yeah. Growing? Yeah. <laughs> Is this year five? It's a long term? It's a good question, actually. I think it's year four. Okay. So when do you get your trees? I get I get 10x in 10 years or something. Or like 50. I don't know. I never get my money back. But I, <laughs> At least you <laughs> No. You know, it's funny. I get updates from them. And I kind of your trees. I would <laughs> like to get a picture of my tree. Higher. No, I really would like to get a picture of my tree because I've got a I've got an acre of trees out there somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, it was a feel good investment. Okay, I, new question. God bless You're the not US. US. It's it's Not interesting. I don't know. Okay, it was it's a long it was a ten year play. Yeah. So I don't know. What I about your co power green bonds? Oh, they just got cashed out. Oh, yeah. They because okay. Van you City, got your money back. Van City bought out all their debt or all oh. those bonds. Gotcha. Interesting. And they pivoted. So they it, pivoted into a new, their own like uh, in-house um, bond product. So you got bought out before term. Uh, one year before the term. Was there a penalty? Nope. I got bummer. I got a bonus. Oh, I so there a bonus. was a penalty. I got a, I got a, yeah, I got. Is, is this the dog? That's personal? the dog. Yeah, oh my God. Dog. That is <laughs> oh, not good. No. Oh, good oh. Lord. That's Jake, a, come that, on, man. That's a room clearing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, where's the spritzer? <laughs> spritz. <Yes>. Spritz. Spritz. <laughs> oh. My way. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Oh, that's way better. Smart. Oh. Smart. I don't think there's enough spritz Ooh, in that no. bottle. No. No, so okay, new question. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I forget. <laughs> I'll take B fifty two songs right. for four hundred, Alex. <laughs> I was going to ask you another question about one of your investments, but yeah, I forget. you have a lot of really weird investments. Okay, so oh, here's one. I'll update you on. Yep. We brought up the crushing of cryptocurrencies. Oh, yeah. Very briefly, we didn't talk about it, right? Because we're not crypto people, but we've dabbled. I've dabbled. Do you think we, you would have? Had you been a crypto person, do you think you would have cashed out before the fall? No. No? No, no of course not. But. I think I would have. <sighs> I think. Uh, I think. I don't know. I don't know. That's timing the market. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. So, the one thing that I did do, and I don't what think I ever that? talked about it on the show. Remember, accountant, I told you about yield nodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah. I vaguely understand how it works. I think you talked about it on the show once. Did I? Okay. I so. so it's been paying steadily, so I'm really interested to see what happens this month. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is that they're uh, they're basically they're basically a middleman, right? So they're not technically my value there is in crypto, so it's going to fluctuate with the market. Yeah, but they're a service provider for transactions. Right. Yeah. So just because the values change doesn't mean transactions have stopped. No. So I'm going to be interested to see how that. So this is like dividends for crypto. Uh, let, let's be honest. A lot of crypto was just a Ponzi scheme. Okay. Well, what isn't a Ponzi scheme? That's a really good point. Companies, do you know, do you know companies what? Companies that make money. Companies that make money aren't Ponzi schemes. Yeah, I'll I'll say that. Um, do you know what I think is the biggest Ponzi scheme of our lifetime that I hope we don't have to realize is a Ponzi scheme? Bernie Madoff. Uh, CPP. Nope. Go bigger. 
Go bigger. Yeah. Uh, income tax? The government of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, or most governments. No, I, I legitimately think at this point the government of Canada is a Ponzi scheme. They have increased their employment by over 300,000 employees in the last four years. The province of British Columbia has increased their employment exponentially in the last four to five years. The rate of people employed by the federal or provincial or municipal governments is growing. The rate of people actually self-employed is decreasing. I'm pretty confident our com- our country is turning into a Ponzi scheme because eventually there's nobody left to actually have economic output. So what does that mean? How do we uh, hedge against that? Move? Gold? Run away? <laughs> I don't know. Just... I'm not telling you I have the answer. I just yeah. think our entire country is a Ponzi scheme. Right. Welcome to Overtime. <laughs> I'm not going to say to say that he's wrong. Yeah. No. I yeah. I don't have any retort to that. No. Honestly, because I, you can make that point. And I. So what happens when every single person in this country is employed by the government? Right. Okay. Well, now we live in is that a communist country. <laughs> so cool. Like. Remember how well the USSR worked out? Oh yeah. Right. It's not the same this time. Because it's always so different. <laughs> okay, so I remember what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about your investment. Okay, good. Uh, how is the Smith Maneuver... Uh, Ambassadorship? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, may I ask a different question? Was taking the Smith Maneuver Ambassadorship program... Useful. Uh, not useful, but was okay. it, uh, was that a way you were hoping to, uh, expand your mastery? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How did that go? I'm more masterful. <laughs> 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 no, I, okay. So two parts to the answer to that question. Right. It's not something I ever intended to aggressively pursue. No, I'm not a sales yeah. type person. I'm yeah. not going to be out there pushing a product on somebody. Um, which reminds me, I've got a question for you after this. It was something that... You won't remember it by the time. You know, <laughs> it's a good chance I won't remember. Yeah. But it was something that I had... We had spoken a lot about on the podcast. I, you know, We've chatted with Robinson. He's a great guy. I think the Smith Maneuver is a brilliant financial move for people that can stick with it for, you're for i'm for it for of course yeah. for a long period of time but i'm not here to sell it to you yeah and i'll be very upfront with the structure of the way that program worked the training i think it was excellent the content that i went through was good and it did reinforce things that i already knew and it, it you improved your mastery and i improved my mastery yeah and i'm right. all for taking courses yeah. like i appreciate that but i didn't like after the fact, because we, we, the Royal We here, mm-hmm. operate in, in more of like an information sharing network. Yeah. I didn't want to send knowledgeable, uh, self-directed investors to a financial advisor if that wasn't going to work for them. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was about fortifying my knowledge so I can share it with whomever wants it. Not a not a income stream or yeah. a way of funneling people, right? So, yeah. Uh, so... Does that answer your questions? Yeah. Okay. Can I ask mine now? Yes. No. Life insurance. What about it? I got asked the other day mm-hmm. about what a young person should have. Zero. Nope. Well, it depends. 
Do they want to buy a house? They own, they own a house. Do they have family? I have a spouse. Do they have enough to pay for the house and the spouse's living after no. they die? Okay, so here's my spiel. Okay. You're going to get a spiel. Okay. First okay. of all, if you sell whole life insurance, yeah, yeah. you're a fucking financial criminal and go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, with the caveat of if you sell it to high net worth individuals for whom it is a tax planning strategy. Yeah. Otherwise, if you sell whole life insurance to anybody that isn't high net worth, pound sand, I don't like you. You're basically a leech. Yeah, you're a leech. Yeah. Go to hell. Um, your life insurance should represent what your family needs to maintain their style of living should you and or your spouse pass away. So if you are a single individual with no one else relying on you, maybe you should have life insurance if you have some debts that need to be covered that you don't want to saddle your family with. Or if you intend to buy a house sometime in the future, you might want to get term in case your health changes. 100% agree. Uh, and as you get older, your need for life insurance should go down as your as assets increase, you should have a lower and lower need for health insurance. And that's why you should buy life, term life insurance, sorry, life insurance, um, higher and higher need for health insurance, higher and higher <laughs> need for health for sure. And eventually you should get to a point where life insurance is irrelevant because if you passed away, you have enough assets that you are fine, that your family will be fine and right. it doesn't matter. I agree completely. That was yeah. my thesis to it as well. Yeah. The product um, or the spreadsheet that was, <laughs> so it was interesting, right? It's like they basically give you a sales pitch and then they give you the spreadsheet that has life insurance, disability insurance, critical illness insurance, and mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance is also a huge scam. Depending. Which is why you want term life Correct. if you have a house. No, yeah. not depending. Mortgage insurance is always a scam. There is no scenario in which mortgage insurance is not a scam. Well, there you go. Boom. Mike dropped. I didn't drop it. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. What? This is this is the situation that I was faced with is the, here's what has been presented to me. And the worst part is they give you the silver level. Well, who buys silver, right? <laughs> Remember you were asking about that car one? Who buys the base? The base. Nobody yeah. buys a base model. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they give you the gold. Then they give you the platinum. Then they give you the custom. Yeah. Which is, it's such, I'm frustrated because I don't know enough when I look at it. And what nor, are you buying again? Life insurance. Why are you buying life insurance? I'm not. I was helping somebody okay. decipher gotcha. the complications yeah. of it. None of those, it was a spreadsheet that just gave you prices. And there's like partial disability riders and then it's good for, it'll only pay you for five years. And if you get the gold one, it's a flat premium till 65 and, you know, but none of it was the actual policy mm -hmm. of whether you were ever going to be able to actually make a claim. Right. And one of the things that kind of stuck out of my mind is like, okay, well, what kind of job do you have? Do you have, we all are required to have some kind of workplace insurance coverage if you get hurt at work. Right. We all have. We are? Yeah. Well, if you work for somebody else, not if you're self-employed. Yeah. If you're self-employed, you're supposed to carry work safe as well. <laughs> Pretty confident yeah. that's not true. <laughs> it, it'll depend on who you work for. 
they won't yes. allow you on a job site unless you have coverage. Right, you work on job sites. <laughs> I, know, I know your paper cuts are in my house. Yeah, your paper cuts probably aren't life threatening. They're not. They're not covered. Helicopters, life threatening. Paper cuts, not so much. <laughs> but you said you haven't killed anybody in a helicopter. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he keeps going back to work. <laughs> Screw you both. <laughs> He's got to get one before he goes. <laughs> so people have been given their given this pitch and this is what our offers are to you yeah how do you even decipher that like i don't even know how to do it like i mean like get me all the policies i gotta read through the fine print Mm -hmm. because you're out playing baseball you're out playing hockey you're out mountain biking you hurt yourself the policy goes well that's a dangerous sport that's outside of our bounds of coverage like Mm -hmm. when i went to europe to drive the nurburgring any kind of motor racing is not covered in any insurance yeah yeah. So you're like, okay, so I'm doing or skydiving or any of that shit, right? Yeah. So high risk activity, your highest risk of getting injured is not covered at all. Well, so it wouldn't make money if it was covered. Exactly. So what's the point of the coverage? Yeah. Uh, it's because uh fear it's fear. Well, there's it's fear, right? No. It's very important to have good coverage in BC because um your biggest chance of getting hurt is in a car accident. But you've got auto insurance. Yeah, but that's now useless. Oh, yeah, auto insurance yeah. is now useless. So, oh, what? So, okay, hold on. Back this up a bit because you have a little bit more knowledge in this area. If I I, I have insurance mm-hmm. and I cause the accident and I break an arm, mm-hmm. am I covered? But you'll get physio. Okay. And you'll get. Maybe sixty thousand, but not like loss of work or anything like that. You might get sixty thousand dollars a year in loss of work, okay? If you can't work at all, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, so this 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 coverage, you make more than sixty thousand dollars a year. Eh. <laughs> not anymore. You know, coast coast five, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, I guess I was it was frustrating to not be able to help. Because, like the accountant said earlier, is like the more the bigger your assets are, the more you save, the more self-insured you can be, the less coverage you need. And I was surprised to see this was like a term thirty. I'm like, don't get a term thirty. <laughs> like term ten's fine because you you probably don't even know well, what's going to happen what in ten price, years. But it depends on the price between the term ten and the term thirty because yeah. you can, you can stop paying premiums at any time. Okay, I, that's fair. I have a term 30. Okay. I got it when I was 29. Okay. It'll last me till I'm 60. It'll last you till you stop paying life insurance. Till I, I stop, yeah, paying. Like, okay. Well, that's no, that's good to know because I'm like, why would you go that long? But if the premiums are that much lower. Premiums are that much lower and yeah. there's good. Well, they probably were higher. They, the were, they were higher, but the premiums were at the point where like I think combined between my wife and I, it's... 50 some odd dollars a month and if either of us passes away it's so do you just have life just life no like critical no dis we both have critical and other disability through work you don't work yeah right how do you get i don't have critical anymore she does (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah okay but also like anything happens okay so if she quits work do you then self-insure probably yeah okay yeah the Here's the thing with the whole insurance thing and also why I hate freaking whole life. 
is <laughs> it's gotta drag on whole life again well, i hate whole life so much i would love somebody how, who's a how do you feel about whole life let's get a whole life proponent on the floor or on the phone do you think it should be outlawed i will rip into them <laughs> no seriously do you think it should be banned no the product makes sense for extremely high wealth individuals. no but do you, so for society's benefit do you think it should be banned no I think anybody who sells insurance or investment products, any salesman of those two things should have a fiduciary duty to their client. It's kind of hard to have both. Don't care. Hard to be a salesman and have fiduciary duty. Exactly. I'm saying take the salesman away yeah. and have a fiduciary duty yeah, to your yeah, client. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. But on that whole no, wait, what was the question before okay. Whole Life? You were, before no, before you were, I got mad at Whole you were Life gonna rag. You were going to say why you didn't like Whole Life. No, he wasn't. We're not talking about Whole Life anymore. It was about would you self-insure yes. later on. So, so, so how would you structure that? What, like, what is it that you think you need? So that is the big question. Yeah. The big, the big question is... It's a is, million dollar question. For sure it is. Um, look at what would destroy your life. So what are the black swan events that could happen? <laughs> well, they're not black swan if you know what they are. Valid point, but you understand what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, yeah. What are like, yeah. I lose uh, I lose brain function, I, this happens, whatever whatever it could be that would completely derail and destroy your life and you sure you insure against that. Mm. So you want you're gonna want some form of disability, you're gonna want some form of life. And you're going to want some form of long-term disability, like if I become incapacitated. So you're not actually going to self-insure. You're going to buy insurance. To a certain point until you are self-insured through your own means of investment. Right. Okay. So from my point of view. Yes. It's all about protecting, uh, well, I suppose yourself if you're talking about disability, but you know, your immediate family, your spouse, your children, probably not so much your parents. Nope. But it's that they could survive without you in, a, in, that's in essence. Ex right? It's exactly what it's about. So right? that's where I think it's a, it's a difficult one to project because it's like, I'm going to sign up for something now. But like you said, you can change or whatever, right? But I mean, it's new to me. I've never had coverage other than through work or whatever, well, right? And it's an interesting one, and this is going to go super morbid, but. So much for the laugh and fun overtime. Hey? Well, no, but it, it actually is a very interesting one. Is Might I, be our best episode ever. <laughs> could be. I had a client whose parents had exceeded the needing insurance front. Right. They didn't need insurance anymore. They yeah. weren't going to pay for it. Yeah. It's dumb to have. But they had term fixed in place yeah. for a dollar value. And the kid was like, if I keep paying this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah. I am guaranteed a payout yeah. when my parents die. Why wouldn't you? The investment return on those dollars is astronomical because yeah. mm -hmm. they have paid them this long. And they were like, hold the policy in place. You don't have to pay for it anymore because you shouldn't. And we're going to write into the will that the entire policy is mine because I'm now paying for it. Yeah. And they paid for the policy. Yeah. And when their parents passed away, they inherited the whole lump sum tax-free. Yeah. Very interesting strategy. Oh, totally. And that's where I say, like, there there are some really great 
long-term strategies for insurance for high net worth people or for people who Mm -hmm. can afford it. But at the base level of insurance, you're paying for, I don't want my life to disintegrate. Yeah. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. So you need to decide what is going to make your life disintegrate and insure against that. Yeah. I think you brought up a great point there because I was thinking about that recently, actually. And at the point where your adult, your, you know, sustainable adult children and your parent or parents are, you know, free and clear of their mortgage and in their retirement and everything's good, their insurance, their life insurance could lapse. And nobody would even blink an eye because yep. it's like, it's fine. Nobody needs anything. We're all Doesn't good. Yeah. So, but if it's a couple hundred bucks a month for the next 20 years, so what? That's a pretty small investment. You, if you have a million dollar policy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's something to consider because, you know, I'll have to do a little discussion with my... <laughs> As an heir, I should find out. Mm-hmm. Well, but I, but I also think it's important that the person that no longer need quote unquote needs the insurance doesn't have to continue paying it. Well, the other thing yeah. is that there's riders in a lot of those, yeah. that do not allow for the exact thing we just uh, okay. talked about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah, because you're like, okay, well, this well, is you're, a great you're, way to hedge. You're 95, like this. <laughs> yeah, your premium well, should be through the roof. What do you mean, not allow for? What don't they allow for? It depends on your reset date and a bunch of things like that. Like depending when oh, you so bought. Bas- the- basically, the policy would run out. If a policy would run out, and the, yeah. or or there's riders in some policies where if you get over a certain age, it auto corrects to being X amount per month. Where you're right. Like, okay, that's there, too there's bad. nothing against assuming the policy. Yeah. No. Generally. No. Okay, let's circle back here for a second. Right. If you were thirty. Would you carry a critical illness insurance? Yes. Why? Because I have a family. Okay. And I want them to be provided for should I pass away. No, no. no. I didn't say life insurance. I said critical illness. Oh, okay. Well, well, should I be incapacitated? So, Okay, well, what does critical illness mean? Because critical means terminal. Basically cancer. Yeah, it's terminal. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it is. No, it's but they only pay you out for five years. Right. Right. But if I'm incapacitated for five years before any like permanent disability kicks in, okay, okay. There, there's money needs there that yes, you should so cover for that. Basically circling all the way back is you want your life, your critical and your dis disability. You're gonna you're gonna carry the, those. Here's the thing. The last thing that you want is something incredibly terrible and stressful happening in your life. And then you have to think about money on top Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So yeah. pay to make sure that's not an issue. Yeah. Pay to make sure that something horrific happens in your life. And the last thing you're worried about is how am I going to pay these bills? You're just focused on taking care of your family because there's nothing more important than your family. Great. Yeah. That was the deepest insurance discussion yeah. we've ever had. It yeah, it is. That like, like got deep for now, three Now, having deep. said all that, you don't have critical or disability right now. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> we said we're all going to be working for the state eventually. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, we all just work for yeah. uh, the Ponzi scheme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do have a spouse who has that, and my spouse out earns the shit out of me right now. Yeah. So she out. Her and the kid. She outdoes a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Significantly yeah. smarter than I am. Yeah. Better looking. Yeah. Well, we the list goes right. on and on. 
Uh, can we just acquiesce that it's smart to marry smarter? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that was a whole nother episode, ladies and gentlemen. Did I think we're going to end it at three, right? We, we just, the goal was scored. The game is over. Yeah, well, I... I think we got our best discussion on episode three about yeah. insurance. Yeah. Okay. Really.